the last episode of season two, baby. Thank you guys for tuning in. My name is Matthew Boussard. This is my show. Today we have Joe Skirto. Joe is a good friend of mine. We play ball together in college. Joe has his own podcast show, and I wanted to talk to him a little bit about that, talk to him a little bit about fandom. He loves the Jets. I love the Washington football team. We both love pretty shitty teams. So I wanted to talk to him a little bit about fandom too, have some fun there. This is a Skype interview, so I wanted to put this last. The audio is kind of shitty, but just wanted to, of course, use it and put it out there too. And thank you guys again for listening to this season. Obviously, these seasons take a lot of work and they take a lot of time. So for you guys to be able to uh, listen through means a lot to me. I know that a lot of you guys listening also rocked with me season one, and that also means a ton. As far as season three, season three will come out. I am going to do a season three. I don't know when. I want to say I will probably start recording over the summer, maybe into the fall a little bit. So maybe a season three release September, kind of like season one last year, maybe like a September release or October, something like that. But anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Really, really hope that you like this season. Of course, let me know. Hit me up if you want to be on the show, if you have any comments. Without further ado, Joe Skirto. Don't you touch that dial. Maddie will be right back. Today, got a very good friend of mine, Joe Skirto. Joe, thanks for coming on. Maddie, appreciate you having me on, dude. Absolutely, my guy. Joe, huge help. Try to get the Zoom going. My dumbass couldn't figure it out. It's been eight or nine months in quarantine, and I still haven't figured this shit out. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate that, Joe, my guy. We got Joe on. Joe, huge Jets fan. You can check him out. He's on Turn Up The Facts, all one word on YouTube. He's going to be on Spotify and other platforms soon, so be tuned to that. And I wanted to have him on, of course, went to school together, played ball together. He is a massive, massive Jets fan. I love the Washington football team. We've been fans our whole lives. And one topic that uh, I get a lot, you know, living in New England, why do you like that team when it's so easy to maybe pull for the Pats or pull for the Red Sox? Really, every Boston team is a winner. So why do we have our teams and what it's like pulling for a team that hasn't been good in years? First question that I have for you, when did you first fall in love with the Jets? How long have you been a fan for? And how has that experience been like your entire life? I started liking the Jets really because of Curtis Martin. So I started playing football when I was about like seven years old, really young. And once I wanted to play, I wanted to watch it more. I just remember I was watching the Patriots and they happened to be playing Jets and Curtis Martin was just having a day. I just loved everything about him. His presence, not even on the field, but off the field as well. Like as a kid, I really wanted to look up to a role model that leads by example. And he really did that for me. So oddly enough, I, I started to just follow his career. And when he retired, I did make the mistake of staying with the Jets. Obviously, uh, six Super Bowl rings and nine Super Bowl appearances later, here we are in New England. So I've really been a Jets fan for a long time. Like ever since I started playing football, I just kind of stuck with them. And Curtis Martin was really the main attraction to start with. Yeah, it wasn't Chad Pennington. <laughs> I, I, I love me some Chad Pennington too. Those injuries screwed him over, but uh yeah, it was like that era, like the the Pennington, the Testaverde era when they were like decent, but now we know what we know what they are now, but right, we won't right, get right. into that. <laughs> yeah, that I find that really interesting because of course, you know, you're a kid, you're starting to fall in love with playing football, and then of course you turn on the TV and the star player just kind of steals your heart, right? You have every right to be a Pats fan 
or to go a different route because of where you live and where you're from. One thing that I wanted to talk to you about is what is your response when you tell someone that you might be meeting for the first time, oh yeah, I'm a Jets fan. And they kind of look at you like, what? Because I'm sure you get that a lot. I get that a ton too. You know, why do you like the Washington football team? So what do you really say to that? What do you say to somebody who's taken back by who your team is? Well, one thing the person usually sincerely apologizes to me for being a Jets fan. They're like, oh man, I'm so sorry. Like, man, we've had a good time. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm still a fan for a reason. It's a passion for me to love the team, regardless of if they do well or not. It's not something that they need to apologize for my main thing my response is the curtis martin response but then they ask like why didn't you just become a pats fan after me i physically can't do that and i really like the aspect of them being an underdog i mean right now they're just a laughing stock but before when they did compete they were underdogs and i kind of feel like it's almost like in life too the patriots like they got everything handed to them the patriots were like these rich kids you know like the rich kids that get everything handed to them mommy and daddy does everything for them but the jets are the people that got to like they're like the working class they got to work their way up people maybe make fun of them because they're a lower class and that's kind of how i compare the patriots to the jets the patriots are getting theirs now they're in for a rude awakening which i'm just so excited to see how people react to that because i know patriots fans that are going out of their mind so i cannot wait because like you and i have been dealing with this for what our whole entire lives so it's going to be funny to see patriots fans go through adversity but yeah more so i just tell those people that i just stick with my guns i can't physically just root for another team after doing it for a long period of time i don't see myself ever as a bandwagon or a fair weather fan and i'm just going to continue to root for the underdogs because i know one day and you're kind of experiencing this year because you guys right now in first place when the team does well, it's just going to feel that much better. Like after the sixth Super Bowl, the Patriots won. It was probably just like, all right, we won another Super Bowl. But when an underdog does it, it's just going to be a fantastic feeling. Obviously, the underdog, that's an attractive factor to me as well. I'm kind of on board before everybody else is on board. You're right. It is all about respect too. And your team doesn't get any respect when they lose, but it's more about the fact that this is my team. I'm not going to hop on a bandwagon when Gillette Stadium is 20, 30 minutes away. One thing that I wanted to talk to you about too, how do you approach Sundays? Because as a fan of a really shitty team, I actually expect the team to win. And I know that that's, you know, a little backwards and a realist will probably look at the team that they're playing and look at the rosters and all that stuff. What is it like with the Jets and how do you approach those games that you see on Sunday? This season, for example, has been very different because obviously they're 0-13 and it's almost to the point that they're trying to lose so they can get the best pick, draft Trevor Lawrence. My approach this year, very different from other years. Other years, I always try to come in and force myself to be like, maybe this is going to be a game. Maybe this is going to be a shocking win. And I'm going to sit there and watch the game no matter who they play. This year, still doing the same, but it's almost like I'm expecting to lose. Hopefully, I see these young guys play well, kind of make me just try to look forward to next season because this has been such a miserable and pathetic year. So this year, definitely different because it's like I know they're going to lose. But before, kind of like you, trying to come in with optimism despite the rosters and the comparisons of who they're playing. 
So just trying to be positive, even when at the end of the day, it's hard, but that's just what you got to do when you're a fan of a team. I don't know why I'm always like that. Maybe it's just naturally because I'm an optimist, but yeah, we'll have like the Chiefs on the schedule and I'll be, oh yeah, we can win that. Even if it's in Arrowhead or some some crazy shit like that happens on the schedule and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm expected to win. Give me your opinion on tanking because whether the Jets are tanking or not, you can argue either way because in the NFL, certainly the players aren't half-assing it. And when you look at the coach, obviously a coach can't really half-ass it because he's going to be out of a job. So what is your opinion on if your team is tanking or not and how do you view that are you happy about that are you upset about that i think for an organizational standpoint it does make sense right now because the jet season is obviously lost and a guy named trevor lawrence is sitting there who is supposed to be the best prospect we see in 20 years but i more so feel bad for the players kind of what you mentioned earlier those guys putting their heart in the line every week and it kind of sucks to just go out there and expect to lose And then you actually have a few good players like the Jets have a safety name, Marcus May, who's on his contract year. Like, does he really want to come back next year? I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to come back to an 0-16 team. It's just kind of embarrassing. That's how people view you and identify you. And that's kind of how like I feel too as a fan. It's like you're a fan of an 0-16 team. But in terms of tanking, like I kind of get it because the Jets are where they are. And Adam Gase, we all know he's awful. Him and his big, crazy eyes. We, we all know that he's not the coach of the future. So I get it. One half of me gets it, but the other half is just difficult to process because I feel bad for the players. And at the end of the day, you play to win. I think the Jets kind of purposely lost that Raiders game because they go out and all blitz. Derek Carr with 13 seconds left. That just blew my mind. So it seems like they're trying to lose because A, Adam Gase is not the future. B, they have Trevor Lawrence waiting right in front of their doorstep. So I'm kind of split because I want to watch the team win, whether they're 0-16 or 1-15. I just want one win. I I don't know how people could root to lose every game. I'm going to backtrack a little bit because the whole player scenario, I feared that last year when the Washington football team, last year they went 3-13. I was worried that, you know, how wide receivers are divas and today's NFL. I was worried that Terry McLaurin was eventually going to be one of those guys that says, you know, fuck this team. We suck. Like, get me out of here. Like, that's like the biggest fear of a losing team because Jamal Adams, one of the best safeties in the league, he was frustrated with, you know, what was going on within the team and, and, you know, the lack of wins and maybe playoff appearances and something like that. It is a real fear. It's that you might have some gems on a losing team and then maybe they do develop an attitude or, or someone gets in their ear and, and you know, they, they start looking for a new team and, and it makes the situation even worse. You said as a fan, you don't want to see them losing every game. I can't stand that either because we look forward to the 17 week schedule every year. Now the NFL offseason, it has to be one of the largest off seasons out of all professional sports. It's really just the fall and for sure. a, a little sprinkle of winter. There's things that go on in the offseason, of course. Like draft season is exciting. Then training camp and preseason, all that stuff rolls around and, and you get excited for that. But really, the season is so short. An 8-8 eight and eight season with a 17th overall draft pick to me is a lot better than 4-12 and 12 picking in the top five. I'm glad that you share that as well. So now the question that I had for you, what made you start the show? that you have right now and and what made you get into content creation and what made you specifically want to make a show about the Jets? When I was a senior in college, I just began to start making videos in my dorm room strictly about the Jets. And I made this account called Turn Up the Jets on Instagram. And it was just me breaking down all that. 
And then after that, I, I kind of almost taught myself how to do other things like graphics and content editing all that type of stuff using different softwares. After that, I actually started a program at Connecticut School of Broadcasting and just said, screw it, I'm going to go in and, and kind of go into the sport broadcasting, sport media, sport reporting route. So I went there for a few months after all this craziness happened. They just taught me everything, all about the software, about different approaches, how other reporters use their approaches, kind of develop my writing skills, just trying to be a aspiring sports reporter. And that's kind of how I look at myself right now. I'm on the look right now, just trying to do that because sports is something I'm passionate about. And of course the Jets started that passion, but the Jets page then began me to create my own podcast, which was turn up the facts and that I kind of break down any sports, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, kind of the three major ones. But if anyone else wanted to come on and expert in hockey or MMA. I'm open to talk about anything. Turn Up the Facts kind of gave me that platform to talk about everything, but Turn Up the Jets was where it all started and kind of made me realize that this is something I really love to do. And this is why I went back to school, got that degree, and now I'm just on the look to see what happens. So I'm just going to keep following my dream until otherwise, and we'll see what happens. Thank you again for coming on, Skoto. You're the man. I love you, my guy. Appreciate you having me on. This was fun, and I'd love to do it again no matter what. Maybe I get you on my show, too. That's the beauty of this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that'd be sick.